y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is y'all, y'all heard. heard. A podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, P. Phillips. Are not related. I'm sorry. I didn't even try to be creative in that one. We're trying to do this under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> this is a show where two old pals get together and we dish some hot goss on some tea that we recently spilled over biscuits and jam. One, I don't like the word jam. <laughs> Two, I thought Pete was going to say old people, not old pals. And three, why did spill the tea become a thing? Like, is that Because I, I remember, like, I've never heard it until... You heard like, it everywhere. Yeah, like six months ago, and, like, this 20-some-year-old was like, oh, I went to this family, family party, and everyone was spilling the tea. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And through context clues, I understood what she meant. But, like, I was like, I've never heard that in my life. Why don't we just say gossip? Whatever. Oh, man, I sound old. Okay. Uh, But you do know that the tea is truth. Oh, I thought it was just telling gossip. See, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Is that true? Yeah. So when one spills the tea. tea. Oh, this is stupid. I don't like it. I thought it was... It's more like a... T-E-A. Not that that was literal, but I just thought that's what it meant. And that's mm-hmm. what it was. Guys, I don't care. <laughs> okay. Maybe um, that can be our icebreaker. What? Make what your own it? stupid... Uh... I actually have an icebreaker, but if you don't know it, you can make your... That could be the... That, uh, but I don't know why I'm having a hard time remembering what I need to do. No. Marissa... How's it going? Oh, well, everybody, I will just say I put a teaser uh, on my Instagram. If you follow me, Iris Vandal, that my last name has changed to Fletcher. And uh, one of our dear mics asked me if I eloped. Uh, I like, you know what? Didn't occur to me that someone might have said I got married. Uh, Thank you for that. That uh, solid observation, Mike Stinson. Uh, No. Uh, I just learned a bit about my my family history this weekend. Uh, I found out that my grandpa was a son out of wedlock, and his father refused to let him legally take his last name. So, because I was always like, why the hell is your last name Phillips? Like, that's not Hispanic. So much so that when I had a college roommate and they only saw my name, my college roommate told me, quote, oh, when I read the name Marissa Phillips, I thought you were going to be a good all-American girl. Wow. <clears throat> yep. I liked my culture right after the fact. In retrospect, I realized it sounds way racist. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway. So, my great-grandma was from St. Kitt. She was not from Puerto Rico. She's from the Caribbean island St. Kitt. So, technically, by, you know, societal standards, where you the, the father's name passes down, my last name should be Fletcher, which is way more Hispanic. And I, I mean, no offense to my great grandma, but I really wish I had a Hispanic last name so that, like, it wasn't this big thing. I don't know. But Marissa, was, what? Our podcast. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, we'd have to change it. I think someone, <laughs> someone was like, oh, is Pete going to change his name too? I mean, that was a joke, but I just thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, we can't change it. However, my boyfriend, without me asking, has started calling me Marisa Flecha, 
all of the time. It's kind of fun. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. I, it's not, like, earth-shattering. I didn't get married, but I uh, thought it was really neat. I thought you were doing a whole episode on it. I mean, I don't know enough about Oh, actually, actually, I was going to do a whole episode about last name stuff. Oh, actually, actually, yeah, I, I realized I don't have an episode for tomorrow yet, so maybe I... <laughs> I actually had a topic I wanted, but I forgot what it is. So, who knows what I'll do tomorrow, which is actually not tomorrow to you. Pete, how's your week? Seems a little bit more calm than yours. Yeah. No, it's going all right. I uh, forgot that I was going to be off next week, so I'm... The whole week? I'm putting... Yes. I am putting Marissa under duress. (laughs) So that we can get a couple of podcasts out um, without missing a beat. But yeah, it's going all right. Um, I I just, every time I'm not going to be here, it seems like everything knows before I leave. So It does. So it's been busy, but otherwise, okay. you know, I'll survive. Um, Just because you said putting me under duress or whatever you said, I don't know why, but... I think I'm becoming really hyper lately, <laughs> and uh, I don't know why. That's all. I just wanted to say that. Is that your anxiety taking physical form? I don't know because it's not like I don't feel like I'm not okay inside, which mm-hmm. sometimes I'm hyper in a bad way, but it just seems like just hyper in a hyper way, and there's no mental distress happening. So... I don't know. I didn't really notice it until someone said, "We might talk about that." We might talk about that a little bit later today. Oh, okay. Um, Anything else about your week to share? Nope. Okay. You don't like my icebreaker. Icebreaker. (laughs) You don't need to. It's that we could change it. Also, this is one I didn't fully think through yet. What is something? you don't do uh that you wish you you did and this could be something you used to do that you don't do anymore or it could just be something you've never done before do you understand yeah but i don't know how exciting you're looking for you ever like jump out of plane or like go back to the gym (laughs) no i don't mean something you did do last week you didn't do this week because i mean you've been to the gym in the recent past so it has to be something like that you just like don't do in life. So it, it doesn't have to be exciting, but it just can't be like something that you haven't done for a week. This needs to be like, I don't have this as part of my life, but I wish it was. You know what I mean? Like the gym? <laughs> what I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think uh, part of my answer would be the gym. I haven't been to the gym since like January, maybe. <laughs> okay. I think getting deeper into what you're talking about. I wish that I uh, drew stuff more because I used to do that all the time when I was a kid and I just don't anymore. Um, I mean, like I doodle stuff during meetings and things like that, but I don't really like, you know, um, I forget what was that comic book called that I had? (laughs) It's like Hero Man or some stupid thing. Uh. (laughs) But like, um, you know, just sort of like put it into something. But I, I just like, I guess most things, um, I never really had a lot of confidence in my drawings, so. Well, Pete, 
I don't think you and I have much confidence in anything. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> How about you, Marissa? I wish I was a little bit taller. <laughs> I wish I was a baller. No. Uh, by the way, if you follow me on Instagram, I think I've said this before, but I want to say it again. The video of me playing basketball really badly <laughs> is a joke, and it was mocking someone else. And everyone keeps thinking it was me being serious. Why the fuck would I post that? Anyway. Related question. What about the one where you were, um, I don't know exactly what you would call it, but you were, like, kicking in the air? Oh, where I tried to do, like, a jump kick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew it was horrible. I thought it was funny. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to check. Because, like, because if, if something is so bad... If that one was sincere, I could see how people would be like, oh, shit, her basketball is out of control. <laughs> yeah, I sometimes forget that, like, I would say, like, 60% of the people on my Instagram know where I'm coming from, and 40% have no idea. So, if you follow me on Instagram, and I do something that you're like, oh, like, you cringe, or you... <laughs> think like oh man that's so bad it's funny i probably know it's funny <laughs> okay anyway. okay okay <laughs> uh, or or i did it to be self-deprecating to entertain myself whatever anyway um this, this sounds i don't know if this is lame or not i wish i still dumpster dive <laughs> or was the recipient of dumpster or had friends that dumpster dive it was a short part of my life where I had a numerous friends at Dumpster Dive, and once when I dumped, well, I aided in dumpster diving multiple times. It's kind of fun. I feel like it was uh, a sustainable action. <laughs> and uh, Environmentally. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now I am too clean, <laughs> uh, I guess a little too corporate, and... I have a little bit of a... Eh, I have a very, very, very minor shred of a reputation I would like to maintain. Also, if I got arrested, that would be an issue in my job. And that mm-hmm. would be such a lame thing to be arrested for. Uh, so, yeah. I, uh, I miss dumpster diving. Dumpster diving in a time of COVID. Oh, that's probably nasty. Yeah, never mind. I didn't think about that. But <laughs> I just mean in general, taking COVID out of the equation. Uh, guys, yeah, fun story. Uh... Me and my friend dumpster dived behind, it wasn't a Panera, but it was like a bagel shop. But the thing is, the bagels were bagged and then double bagged. So it wasn't like the bagels were in the trash. The bagels did not touch any of the other trash. They were really good bagels and we ate them. (laughs) Anyway, however, we, so most dumpster diving people would jump in the dumpster and like look for what they want and take it out. We were chickens and were afraid of I don't know, cops. So my friend jumped in and then took the entire bag of garbage home. So then we had to <laughs> then Dispose get rid of, of yeah. the rest of the garbage. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of miss that time. I kind of miss when, like, I just miss just doing, like, things. I miss so many things, Pete. <laughs> I miss being on the streets. <laughs> okay. And Probably you like miss a- home, right? Yeah, I miss home. Your home is a house? What? Your home is a house? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Your home that you miss. It's a house. Yes. Right. Where do you live now, though? In an apartment. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. But also, like, I don't want to be on the streets of Philly. But a lot of times, you know, people talk about haunted houses. You trying to segue? People talk about haunted houses. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and, uh... Stop pushing your house agenda on <laughs> And when people talk about haunted houses, I feel like it makes a lot of sense. Not the least of which, there was something that was on the land before you were there. Like, before even the house was made, it makes sense to me that, you know, something probably died there. Um, but when you think about houses, you're like, man, people live their whole lives there. Generations of people could live in the same house, and it could be passed down from person to person. Um, but I don't think that we tend to associate that with apartments. So you don't really hear a lot about haunted apartments. Uh, except for that one apartment I lived in that everyone said they got a bad vibe from it and the owners had died, not in a graphic way, but they died while living there and their crucifix was still in that apartment. Uh, I thought a lot about that. <laughs> also, my boyfriend used to have a ghost in the house. I swear. I also thought he a lot used about to. That. Oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't live there and it didn't come right, 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 right. So right. it was attached to the apartment, right. not him, or it was attached to items i don't know continue so many people in urban situations like marissa um could stay in an Did apartment you say an urban situation because i'm brown no because you live in an urban area you know I'm a city <laughs> you could live your whole entire life in an apartment and like maybe never even be interested in moving into a house there's a part of me that's like, why don't people talk about haunted apartments? So that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm cool. in a building that was built in the 70s, and lots of people have certainly died in there. Um, some in scary ways, like the building manager, I believe I talked about on the show before, the building manager, upon showing me the apartment, told me a lovely story about someone who was smoking with their oxygen tank and burned the inside the entire inside of the apartment out what um who does that but a lot of times too when you get into haunted apartments people go to haunted apartment buildings I'm not looking for that we already covered hh homes you guys can go back like three years maybe and you can find that episode um so this is going to be a little nebulous. There's not really anything that kind of ties it all together really nicely, but nebulous. that's what this show is for. <laughs> Nebulism. So we'll start easy with uh, the Elite Daily's listicle, Five Signs Your Apartment is Haunted. Nothing okay. is new here. I'm not even going to spend much time on it. Inexplicable shadows, strange noises, cold spots, missing items, and flickering lights. Okay. I mean, flickering lights could just be bad electrical. But anyway, what? Yes. You had some shadow issues recently, haven't you? In this apartment? No, no, no. In your boyfriend's apartment? Previous apartment? Oh, uh, I don't think it was shadows really didn't belong. It was that I had an intense feeling of dread mm -hmm. and like I wasn't alone when I could see a dark spot of the apartment. Like if I would have the light on in one part... Like, I would see, like, oh, the hallway light's not on, and I could just sense something there. Interesting. Also, by the way, that doesn't happen outside. I'm not just, like, afraid of the dark baseline. Like, right, there was right, just, right. like, a matter-of-fact fear of dread. But continue. Um, all right. 
So, oh, my next option was to go to, because, you know, like, that's, that seems like some basic stuff I just told you. So I went to rentprep.com. Because sellers and landlords are required by law to tell potential tenants all the material facts about a property or the information crucial to making a decision, uh, they can face legal action if they fail to reveal a haunting or, quote, consistent and unexplainable activity. Hmm. Okay. I didn't it, know that. I knew that they would probably have to, like, say so-and-so was murdered here or something. Or, yes. But I think they had to talk about haunting. In 1990, uh, New York case Stambovsky versus Ackley, a tenant went to court to be released from a contract that he made on a house before he learned of its haunted history. He ultimately won the case mainly because the seller had publicized the history of the house and the strange events that occurred there, and it was decided that she owed him, the buyer, the duty of telling them, them that information as well. Uh, so the, the, of course, the article points out the court's decision did not verify the existence of a spiritual presence. <laughs> yeah. But publicizing it, uh, interpreted it as material fact that should have been disclosed. Can you imagine if they're like, we have to send ghost hunters in there for this case? <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> um, and of course, you can't go wrong with Vice, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vice has an article. I have one reputable source, by the way, and we're still not there. (laughs) Vice has an article that examines Spacious.hk, a Hong Kong business that lets users browse listings under the filter Haunted. Oh, cool. At Spacious.hk, young entrepreneurs are keeping track of the tragic events that happen inside of the city's notoriously expensive apartments. Because when someone dies in the city's properties, Chinese people don't uh, want to live in them anymore out of deep cultural fear of ghosts. Um, They are marketing these apartments towards uh, the city's expats, uh, not to mention a new Hong Kong generation that usually doesn't believe in the concept of, you know, things being lingering about after death or something like that. Take the J Residence, one of Hong Kong's most luxurious residential buildings, as an example. After two sex workers were found gruesomely murdered in a one-bedroom apartment there in 2014, it came back on the market this year at half the price, dropping from a staggering $3,740. Half price. Not bad. Just might have a couple of ghostly sex workers. (laughs) Would you consider getting an apartment with a with a backstory like that? If it was a good price? Yeah. Really? Okay. I like don't a, know. It, as long as it's a termed lease. Okay. Like if yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you have to stay here for three years, I think I could get through one. Although, you know what? I don't do well when I don't sleep, so maybe I couldn't. <laughs> okay. And I, here's the thing that I would love to do a whole entire episode on, but I can't. When I, I mentioned that I had a reputable source, and the reputable source is the New York Times. Okay. Adrian Gomez lives with his partner in Los Angeles where their first few days of sheltering in place for the coronavirus pandemic proved uneventful. But then one night, the doorknob began to rattle vigorously, so loud that he could hear it from across the apartment, yet no one was there. In mid-April, Mr. Gomez and was in bed when a nearby window shade began shaking against the window frame so intensely 
that Mr. Gomez thought it was an earthquake, despite the fact that the window was closed, an adjacent window shade remained perfectly still, the cats were all accounted for, there were no bugs or birds or any small creatures that had gotten stuck in the window shade or anything like that. If there was a bug, that would be more yeah, that would scary be worse. than a ghost. <laughs> what fucking bug would do that? I very seriously hid myself under the comforter, like you see in horror movies, because it really did freak me out, he said. Though neither he nor his partner noticed any unexplained activity at the home before this, the couple can distinctly make out footsteps above their heads, though no one lives above them. Creepy! I'm a fairly rational person, said Mr. Gomez, who is 26 and works in IT support. I try to think, what are the reasonable, tangible things that could be causing this? But when I don't have those answers, I start to think, maybe something else is going on. Mm. To your uh, to your hyper point, Marissa, <laughs> Kurt Gray, an associate professor at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, studies how we perceive and treat the minds of other entities, including animals, machines, and the dead. Times of great unease or malaise, when there is increased drive to find meaning in chaos, can lend themselves to perceived hauntings, he said. Not to mention that disease itself shares a certain psychological parallel with a malevolent spirit, creeping invisibly upon its unsuspecting victims. So... Uh, the phenomenon could be a side effect of loneliness of our time, too. In quarantine, you are physically confined and also psychologically confined. Your world narrows. Uh, Mr. Gray said, uh, you are trapped at home. You are needing human contact. It's comforting to think that there's a supernatural agent here with you. No, it isn't. <laughs> also, Mr. Holmes, what's his name? Uh, Kurt, yeah, Kurt Gray. I, I, I may have said Kurt Gary before. Well, Mr. Gray, it was neither quarantine nor was I lonely when I experienced my ghost. The second ghost. The first one, I think, might have been delusions. That was years earlier. But yeah, so how are how we going to explain that away? <laughs> that, this is pretty much all I got, but oh. we're, we're going we're gonna to finish with a nice little anecdote. <laughs> Okay. John E. L. Tenney, who describes himself as a paranormal researcher and is the former host of the TV show Ghost Stalkers, offers this. That's a weird title. It is. Uh, one could argue that the ghost puttering around in your kitchen is not only Don't there. Don't say a ghost is puttering. That is not, no. You I like tinkering. Ghost is <laughs> tinkering in your, in your workshop. I'm sorry, continue. No, because it gets better if you ask me one could argue that the ghost puttering around in your kitchen is not only there but that she's always been there she excuse me (laughs) (laughs) she's always been there maybe you are what's changed or maybe you are listening more closely to the greater quiet all around us Oh, I perhaps, think maybe you are the ghost. Oh, perhaps I think you said that. we're just now starting to notice that the world is a little bit weirder than we gave it credit for. Oh, I just gotta say, since quarantine, I've been hearing, like, UFO uh, sightings have been up. You're telling me, like, possibly that ghost sightings have been up. I, knock on wood, really have not had anything weird or even that many inconveniences in quarantine other than not being able to see my family. So, like, 
And then, you know what? Still didn't get any seeds from China. So, <laughs> do I want it too bad? We've had this conversation before. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but yeah, like, do we want it too bad? Yeah, I think so. I don't want an alien, though. And, and I do don't think I want the, it um, what? Do you remember the time that we blasted that sound through my speakers that would mess with your eyeballs? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was the ghost sound or something, right? Ghost frequency? Yeah. yeah and that was, was again, us trying too hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That was cool, though. Even though it was short, sharp with sweet pea. That's good. That rhymes. That rhymes. I don't know why I did that with my voice. Let's pretend I didn't do that. Yeah, I thought this would be a nice, spooky, you know, start to the Halloween season. It is, uh, it's actually not October yet when we do this, but I can feel it. Tomorrow, right? Marissa. Come on. I know. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, also, uh, no, actually it's going to be too late. Never mind. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. No, <laughs> that's all right. I keep my mind straight and I am hyper. I don't know. We, we kind of hit the end, so you don't have to. Okay. Maintain your control. <laughs> Thank you. Do, do I have anything to plug? Are we there? Yeah. Plugs. Pete, did you see the trailer for The Vampire vs. the Bronx? No. Okay. Everyone, tomorrow... Oh, no, not tomorrow. This will be released later. Uh, if you haven't seen it by now, uh, as of October 2nd, uh, The Vampi- uh, Vampires vs. the Bronx will be on Netflix. It, someone said it reminds me of Attack the Block. I've never seen that. I don't know what that is. But it reminds me of... That's aliens. Lost? What? That's aliens instead of vampires. Oh, okay. Well, this reminds me of, like, Lost Boys, but without, like, punk rock vampires. It's basically just... Uh, but it's definitely supposed to be, like, also about gentrification. Mm-hmm. But a bunch of these <laughs> pale white vampires come into the Bronx. <laughs> and uh, it's up to these scrappy kids to kill them all it looks really fun so that's that's my i just found out about yesterday i've never been so excited about a horror movie in a while that is i've never been so excited in a while marissa get yourself together <laughs> oh anyway watch that i'm excited to watch it also hey i forgot to say how my week was one of our mics did a little like halloween package swap with me Ooh. and when it arrived, it had clearly been opened, and half of its contents were missing. <laughs> so somebody really was wanted a lip balm and a DVD copy of Halloween. Mm. But I did get my Elvira socks and fangs, so thank you, Mike. But, like, I have never had, like, the contents of my mail stolen ever. Isn't yeah. that, like, so fucking weird? I don't know. It anyway. seems... So silly to steal a DVD these days, too. I know! It's like stealing your... With all due respect, Mike, I'm not dissing the gift, but it's like... Like, then you're like, man, how do I even play this anymore? (laughs) Yeah, like, you can't just... uh, I can't imagine a DVD of Halloween costs more than, like, $10. So, like, I don't know. Just just weird to me. Anyway, Pete, how are you? What's your plug? I hope I didn't plug it last time, but I really like uh, the CBS show Evil... And that is coming to Netflix. I think it's going to be on Netflix when this episode comes out. So, check that out. Unless you're afraid of scary stuff, then don't check it out. 
Where like check it, it did. out. Gore check it out. Was scary. It's it's scary. Yeah, it's okay. scary. Yeah. Okay. Uh if you've been following any of our podcasts or you know me personally, I love horror, do not like gore, do not like guts and like beheadings and decapitations and whatnot. Uh if you have any spooky movie recommendations, I love possessions, I love ghosts, I love stuff like that. If you have any spooky movie recommendations, send them to me at Miss Vandal on Instagram. Uh Pete, Mike Stinson told me that Halloween, the original doesn't really have any gore. Did have you seen that anytime recently? I'm trying to think about it, and I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I'm like, this has been a movie that's been around forever, but I assume it was going to be like too stabby, bloody, and he said most of the killings happen off screen. So I am excited to watch that. Yeah, that that don't ever look at the Rob Zombie one. <laughs> I think that oh, goes without no, saying. No, I will not watch any recent slasher film. There's a movie that if I didn't mind gore, I would want to see. Did you see? It's like a Freaky Friday with a serial killer with Vince Vaughn in it. Have you seen that, Tris? No, but I'm there. <laughs> Vince Vaughn swaps with a cheerleader, and he's a serial killer. It looks really stupid and silly. But, uh, yeah. So, Average Vandal, um, you can send me recommendations on our phone. Uh, 570-POD-WOD-1. I think you got it all. Y'all heard dot me is our website. Have a have a great week, guys. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye bye.